to truly not have fear, okay, one has to overcome the understanding or the awareness that there is a finite limitation to their existence. And that, of course, is physical death. And once a person overcomes the reality that you as an energy being, as a spiritual being, have no limits and are, have no ending and you are eternal, again, energy is infinite and ever expanding, you will not be afraid of anything. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. And that is the story of human progress. One inch at a time. I'm your host, Joe DiStefano, and you're listening to Stack. In today's episode, I sit with Jay Campbell. Now, if you know of Jay, you might know him as the TOTRevolution.com guy, as that was the most trafficked testosterone optimization website on the internet for years. And Jay is a wealth of knowledge on optimizing hormonal health, biohacking your age, performance, recovery, and health, using peptides, exercise, and absolutely how to manipulate your diet to get absolutely shredded. However, all that fun stuff is not even close to what we're going to bring you on today's show. Today's show is about words. Today's show is about thoughts Today's show is about actions. And to me, this show really picks up where episode 51 with Paul Check left off from the idea that we humans who are spiritual beings housed in physical form are energetically fish that do not know they are in water. The world is full of intense energies and polarities. And our words, thoughts, and actions dictate our reality through the lens by which they allow us to perceive the outside world through. So our lens tosses us into a very specific level of consciousness or vibration, which Jay quantifies very specifically for us on today's show, which is how we go about repelling or attracting things into our life, good versus evil, light versus dark, joy versus disease. And that is today's show. Now, if you think that's deep, you should buckle up because Jay and I are going to dive a heck of a lot deeper than that in this 90 plus minute conversation. But before we do, a bit of fair warning, love and light that some of this conversation may be uncomfortable for some listeners, depending on who you are, your past traumas, your religion or spiritual orientation, your physical ailments, and of course, the lens that you may be wearing and that Jay and I are wearing. If today's show brings up feelings of unease, fear, or just plain crazy, all that is okay as long as we channel it in a healthful way. So whatever feelings arise for you, I appreciate your openness to listen to this chat and remind you that Jay and I's objective in bringing you this conversation is to empower, educate, and inspire a greater connectedness to love and light and conscious direction during this seemingly inexplicably chaotic period in human history. Thank you guys, as always, for listening, subscribing, rating, and reviewing these shows. Every one of you are massively appreciated, and you inspire me to continue to bring you these shows every single week. So thank you guys so, so much. 
And last, finally, before we get started, a quick shout out to today's podcast partners, Magnesium Breakthrough and Vivo Barefoot. If there is one mineral that you should be worried about not getting enough of, it is magnesium. Magnesium is the body's master mineral, powering over 300 critical reactions, including detoxification, fat metabolism, energy, even digestion is influenced by the presence of magnesium. And there are two big problems here. Number one, magnesium has been missing largely from the U.S. soils since the 1950s, which explains why it's estimated that up to 80% of our population may be deficient. And two, most supplements only contain one or two forms of magnesium, when in reality there's at least seven that we know about that your body needs and will benefit from. If you take this latter fact into consideration, it's logical to conclude that almost all of us, probably 99% of the population, are likely deficient in two or more of these essential forms of magnesium. And the good news is that when you do get all seven critical forms of magnesium, pretty much every function in your body gets upgraded from your brain and your sleep, your pain, your inflammation, and it all improves fast. That's why I am so excited for what my friends over at Bioptimizers, makers of industry-leading digestive supplements, have just created. Their research team recently formulated what I believe to be the ultimate magnesium supplement, easily the best I've ever used or experienced with all seven forms of the mineral. They even include trace amounts of something called monoatomic magnesium, which helps make all the other forms more bioavailable. This is by far the most complete magnesium product ever created, and until something else comes out that's even better, I highly recommend you give it a shot. Bioptimizers calls the product Magnesium Breakthrough, and they're running a special promotion for you at bioptimizers.com stacked. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash S-T-A-C-K-E-D. And you get, you get an additional 10% off the normal package pricing with coupon code STACKED10. And here's the deal, guys. My friends over at Bioptimizers are so confident that you're going to love this product that they're going to give you all of your money back if you don't. With this one simple action, you can reverse magnesium deficiency in all its forms and upgrade the performance of your body, including how you look and feel in every possible way. Make sure to go to this very special website because it's the only place you can get access to the amazing discount. The Magnesium Breakthrough promotion is only good while supplies last at www.bioptimizers.com stacked. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash S-T-A-C-K-E-D. And the show is also brought to you by Vivo Barefoot. Now, if you guys have followed this show, this is not the first time I've told you about Vivo Barefoot. I am absolutely a believer in these shoes. In fact, my three-month-old son will probably not wear any shoes until he fits into some Vivo Barefoots. Now, today, I wanted to tell you about the Primus Light 2. These are recycled men's and women's shoes that are absolutely amazing for the way that I live, and I imagine many of you live. They're perfect for walking around town, for going grocery shopping, for going on very light, well-groomed trail hikes, and they're perfect for gyms, for kettlebells, for at-home training. When you can't be barefoot on the earth, these are the shoes that are going to connect you in 
almost the same way and definitely not get in the way of your performance, your posture. If you've read uh, any of the articles I've written about everything from posture to plantar fasciitis to performance, shoes with a heel or that are narrow or that are cushioned are absolutely deleterious to our health, our stack, and our posture. The Primus Light 2, recycled shoes are an absolute eco-warrior, and they're putting you in control of every run, walk, and every workout. They are used, this is a vegan shoe, uh, and they're made using recycled plastics, and they're incredibly lightweight, wildly breathable, uh, and they are very, very friendly to the planet. Best of all, Vivo Barefoots come with a 100-day free trial. They are so confident that you're going to experience just the joys that I experience and so many of listeners to this podcast have experienced that your feet will not want to go back to normal shoes. In fact, if you wear them enough, you'll realize just how unhealthy normal shoes are. But just in case they're so confident that that's the case, they're going to give you a 100-day free trial on all orders if you change your mind or you're unhappy with them in any possible way. In short, Vivo Barefoot's all about less shoe, less weight, and more freedom to move. So I highly recommend you head on over to vivobarefoot.com and check out the Primus Light 2 recycled shoes. They are absolutely awesome. They come in a couple of different colors. I have the deep sea blue. And that's it, guys. Uh, when you check out, use code VIVOSTACKED10, all one word, and enjoy your new footwear that can really, truly change your life, your stack, your posture, and your performance. All right, guys. Now, without further ado, enjoy today's show with Mr. Jay Campbell. All right, Jay, man, welcome to the show. I am absolutely honored and excited to be chatting with you tonight, man. How are you? Joe D, man, it's an honor and a privilege, and I'm humbled to be here speaking with you. This has been a long time coming. We are going to absolutely detonate the ether with this podcast. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm super stoked. And, you know, it's funny, it has been a long time coming. And I think, you know, when we first chatted a couple of years ago about maybe doing a show, you know, I think I pulled out my metformin questions and stuff when, <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when we reconnected. And then I just kind of, you know, over the last couple of days, just reimmersed myself in what you're up to. And I've seen your rebrand and I've, you know, been following you and, and soaking up what I can for sure. But, you know, this week I just immersed myself in your content and really dove deep for the first time in a little while. And I'm just absolutely just blown away by the way that you have transitioned yourself and and rebranded but also just the nature of the love and the light and the and the sort of ability you have i think this world right now needs leaders and people that can talk about things and people that can just really speak truths not only confidently but in a way that really makes them empowering for people and, and, and resonate with people in a way that they can actually act on. And I think you have a really, 
really unique voice message and, you know, call it a, a brand, but I just love what you're up to, man. And, and maybe we can kick off the show just by chatting about kind of a little bit about your history, kind of your TOT revolution side and, and how, how it was that you came to be the man you are today and sharing this more spiritual side of you that's probably always existed, but now putting that front and center for us all. And it's, it's honestly and truly just in time because God knows we need it. Joe, man, that was very humbling, man. All the things you just said, I really appreciate you taking notice and uh, being the man that you are too. And as I told you, you know, off air before we started recording, it's like um, light attracts light. And, you know, I'm a big uh, student, you know, slash believer. I don't even like using the word believer anymore now. I, I say knower, you know, just like a conscious awareness of, you know, quantum physics and just quantum consciousness. And, um, you know, to really to answer your question, um, I think everything has just been aligning as exactly as God has intended it. You know, God being source, the energy of the universe, whatever, you know, people's spiritual inclinations lead them to think. But uh, I obviously, you know, walked the path of, you know, finding out about testosterone optimization therapy. You know, my story is obviously pretty, pretty well known for most people now, you know, kicked in the testicles, you know, playing high level basketball in my late twenties, you know, finding therapeutic testosterone, becoming a student of it you know, writing books on it, you know, becoming immersed in it, you know, launching TOT revolution. Um, and then meeting all the amazing people such as yourself in the world due to those books and stuff like that. But then last summer, uh, my wife and I, and my, uh, residential real estate company that my wife and I own and our sales director and his wife went to Peru and we went to the sacred Valley. We were there for 13 and a half days, but we're really in the sacred Valley for 12. Um, and it was, I mean, Joe is the most you know, eye-opening, uh, energetic, you know, um, you know, enlightening experience of my life. I mean, I was just profoundly, as I tell people, like almost molecularly altered from being in the sacred Valley. And, you know, we did it really right. You know, we hired a, a, a guide company, um, who got us indigenous people to work in all the different areas of the Antiplano and the places that we went, you know, from obviously Machu Picchu to, um, you know, the top of like glaciers, um, um, I forget the name of that glacier that we were at now, but then of course to um, Lake Titicaca and just all of these amazing places that we saw in Peru. And honestly, bro, like when I got back on the plane um, to go home, I told my wife that it was like, I was changing the mission. The mission was like altering from, you know, this testosterone optimization therapy and, you know, I would call it life optimization guy to, you know, the guy who was going to teach consciousness and teach walking the path towards, uh, higher awareness. And, you know, obviously, you know, my statement now is raise your vibration, but, um, it was, you know, it was a pipe dream at that moment sitting on that plane, but I knew, um, that this was going to happen. And so again, that, you know, you've observed it and you're cognizant of it is, you know, I'm very appreciative of, and of course it was a lot of work. You know, I got a lot of pushback initially, you know, especially from my inner circle and from people close to me, they're like, bro, you're a testosterone expert, you know? you can't just start talking about consciousness and think that people aren't going to push back on you. And I said, Nope, I'm going to do it. I don't care. I'm changing everything. I'm instantly changing the brand from TOT revolution, which bro, as you know, is the number one site in the world, right? For people seeking <laughs> testosterone information. Right. I mean, I had like right. amazing people writing for me, two amazing copywriters. I mean, the site was, you know, getting 15 to 20,000 unique visitors a month to, you know, say, Nope, I'm redirecting it. It's all going to Jay Campbell, which I couldn't get because somebody's cyber squatting. So I have jccampbell.com. And then, you know, just, you know, switching the mission from 
talking about only, you know, hormone optimization and speaking with doctors and doing awesome, you know, live streams and webinars and, and podcasts with those guys to people that were really, you know, walking the path as I talk, call it, um, you know, towards this, you know, the understanding of like what is right. Or, or, or just again, higher spiritual awareness. And I mean, dude, I just did it. You know, it was like, you know, through force of will, um, for going against a lot of people's advice, you know, people that I respect, you know, from a very high level still do to this day, but I just did it. And now here we are, you know, and as you said, it's like, there are no coincidences in the universe. Like I was, in my opinion, positioned here to be this guy, you know, aligning, you know, people like yourself and others, you know, who are also kind of walking this path and feeling this energy that's kind of shifting the balance of this planet right now to be where I'm perfectly positioned. Absolutely. I, I completely agree, Jay. And I think that it's, uh, you know, your path and it's so courageous by the way, to make that transition. I mean, I can't imagine how hard that was. And, uh, but, but when you think about your full story, you know, and I like to kind of, uh, look back on things with, you know, 2020 vision or from 10,000 feet, whatever we like to say. And it's, it's interesting because the message you're sharing about raising your vibration, uh, and loving yourself and love and light and all of these things and all of these teachings that you're now coming out with, you're not the typical guy to share that. So right. I think that I think that is just so damn necessary, you know, and I've seen it in my own practice. You know, I'm not a huge guy and, you know, I've seen success. When I look back at the last 17 years of working with people, I work with, you know, a lot of women and a very particular type of guy tends to stand by my training the longest, right? It's not, you know, it's not a real varied group of folks. So I imagine the group of people that were probably following your work or, are guys that really need this stuff. So your journey provided them with an outlet and a source for this information that maybe they would have never got at anywhere else, right? Because maybe they wouldn't have connected with that, you know, yogi or, or wherever they would have found this type of information. I mean, I think it's, I think you're exactly right. You hit the nail out of the ballpark. And it's so funny that like, um, yesterday or last night and, and, and you know, I get tons of messages like this. I'm totally blessed. And humbled that I do, but like, I'll just read this. So this guy just sent this to me last night. It's perfect of what you're saying. He says, Jay, I, as a longtime listener of your podcast and reader of your books, I just wanted to send a note of thanks. I purchased and read the TOT Bible, the TRT manual, guaranteed shredded, the metabolic load fortune diet and living a fully optimized life. He said, your information is amazing and your research and writing has totally improved the quality of my life considerably. However, all I can say is what you have then taught me this year about spirituality has completely exploded my consciousness. I'm 49 now, and I feel like I'm on the path now to living a better and more complete life. I totally send you the best, and I appreciate you and your family, Lance. So again, I don't, I don't know this guy personally, just again, a fan follower or whatever, but that's like the perfect you know, analogy of what you just said, right? Like all these guys are looking for health optimization. They've been walking that path. They want to be better parents, better husbands, better fathers. And it's like, now I'm like opening their mind to the idea, which, you know, we're going to talk heavily on this podcast about what really is important, right? And what really is important is giving and receiving love. And that's literally as a physical being, which as you know, at base essence, we're really not a physical being, we're a spiritual being. But at base essence, that's what we're really here to do, to give and receive love. And it's like, you know, there was a great song and I can't remember who sang this song, but it's like at the end of your life, you're not taking any of your physical things. You're not taking any of your creature comforts or your, you know, accessories or your, you know, your gold or your silver or your cars or your houses or anything that's material. You're only going to take, you know, the love 
that you've obviously, you know, the, the, the statement is you, you, the, your, your soul will be judged based on the love that you made and the love that you take. Right. So it's essentially like, that's all there is. Like as you evolve as a soul, as a spiritual being, and you live, you know, perhaps many lifetimes. And I, you know, think that you do uh, until you learn whatever the greatest lesson is. Um, you know, that's the only thing you take, Joe, you take that soul's, you know, understanding and awareness of love. And hopefully you've given a lot of it. And at the same time, if you've given a lot of it, then you've received it because you're just a mirror. Right. Yeah, man. And yeah, no one, no one on their deathbed is like, you know, I wish I did five more reps that day in the, uh, in the, in the squat rack. Um, so Jay, where should we dive in, man? And I know you've got this graphic and you've posted it on Twitter a couple of times. And, and I thought it was really interesting because in the middle, uh, you know, you've got the upward and the downward spirals that sure. I think a lot of people are, are stuck in. And maybe this is a good kind of launch pad, but sure. I think it's interesting that the middle is boredom. And so right. it's almost right. like wherever you choose, uh, you know, when your life is more or less exactly, you know, uh, you know, as you maybe, you know, nothing is good, nothing is bad, you're in purgatory, you know, you need to mix it up, you need to excite yourself. And some people spiral up and some people spiral down. I imagine that's how I kind of, kind of look at this. Can we can we use this as a launch pad and, and kind of maybe dive us through your philosophy around uh, raising vibration and, and we'll see where this thing goes? Yeah, absolutely, brother. I think it's a perfect launch pad. So I'll just kind of explain it. I'll set it up. So the map of consciousness is from Dr. David Hawkins. Uh, and I highly encourage anyone listening to this podcast to purchase his real intro newbie spiritual uh, mentorship book, which is called Letting Go. And, um, you know, I'm a huge student of Dr. Hawkins. I've been reading Dr. Hawkins since probably 2002, 2003. I think he died in 2006. But he wrote some phenomenal books like The Power Power Versus Force, The Eye of the Eye, The Eye. He wrote some just profound, very metaphysically deep um, spiritual you know, enlightenment path books. But the real intro book is um, Letting Go. So anyway, the map of consciousness is essentially a qualifying scale from zero to a thousand. And at the very base of the scale is what he calls root chakra or in the red which essentially is governed by weakness and force. And, you know, I'll give you some adjectives. Um, when you're, when you're in the f- below, lower than hundred, the, the line of integrity on the scale is 200. And again, this is level of consciousness, but when you're in the red, you're in grief, apathy, guilt, shame, regret, despair, blame, humiliation, hopelessness, evil, miserable, tragic, frightening, fear, all those things keep you way into the red level, which again is what I call, you know, in my speaking and my communication and my podcast today, the victimhood vibration. And as you know, Joe, there's a lot of people right now on this planet vibrating in that victimhood vibration or, you know, in that existence where it's not my fault, right? Like so-and-so did so-and-so to me. And the reason that I am where I'm at is because that's what happened to me and I'm the victim. And, you know, reality is that's a story, that that person or those people tell themselves. And it's just as simple um, to you know change your story and to move higher in the vibration. So go, so back to the vibrational scale, as one goes up, you get into uh, 125, 150, which is kind of like desire, anger, hate, craving, you get up to 175, which is like 25 points below the line of integrity. And you're at demanding, you're at pride, and you're at scorn. Now, like, for example, let's say on pride 175, most people who are educated, but not conscious. Okay. And these are people who have gone to college, have successful jobs, you know, white collar, you know, six figure income wage earners. Um, they get stuck in pride 
because they have learned a specific, you know, way, whether it's again, you know, like an Ivy League education or, you know, some form of education from whatever their, you know, quote unquote, liberal higher learning background, um, you know, has given them, they sit and stick right there because their way is their way. And that's the way they learn. And that's the only way that they're going to aspire to. And they're not open to receiving, you know, insights or awareness that could lead them down a different path. So that's where a lot of people stay. And, you know, again, Dr. Hawkins said in his books, and I totally agree with this, and I think you would too, just by observing, you know, um, uh, world society, um, that's 25 points below the line of integrity. The line of integrity is literally the line of where you actually become conscious because at 200, you start to have courage. Okay. And when you start going up from courage, um, 250 is neutrality. You know, you were talking about boredom. Boredom is somewhere between 175 and 200, but 250 to 300 is willingness. Uh, 350 is a huge number and it's literally right on the edge of um, if you were looking at the scale being in the green and the blue, and 350 is acceptance. So when you get the 350 on the scale, then you are actually open to the idea. Um, again, you're accepting of the idea that you can, A, receive counter information to whatever echo chamber you've lived the majority of your life in, and B, open to the idea that not only will you accept that, but you're willing to change. And then when you go above 350, you get into 400 and you get to where I, you know, recommend people get to, which is 500. Now, 500 is a level of love, right? Now, we already talked about, you know, what are your two purposes as a human? To give love and to receive love. But once you get up to 400, 500, as a human being with an ego, you know, living in the physical experience, you're going to, you're going to move down. You know, you're, you can't stay. I mean, most people can't stay at 500, which is pure love. Because again, you know, perfect analogy is, let's say you do a really awesome mindful type training in the morning, it might be a contemplation or a meditation, or maybe you're in your, you know, you're in nature and you're grounding and you have just a phenomenal experience. You know, you have mind silence and then you go to work, right? And you get in your car and you drive to your office or whatever, and somebody cuts you off on the freeway. And it's like, oh, you know, you instantly go into, uh, you know, survival programming, which is again, the ego, which again, the ego is just doing its job. And so you're going to drop your vibration probably a couple hundred points, you know, in responding to that crazy madness that you just dealt with with somebody cutting you off. The master, the person who stays at that 400 to 500 range can, you know, take a step back, you know, even in their car and reflect and be like, okay, wait a minute, that's not who I am. I'm going to go back to my normal state, which is a state of essentially neutrality, you know, being an observer and just being accepting and allowing of everything that's happening to me and just, you know, has that slight variation. But the person who's not a master is going to stay in that, you know, vibration that they lower themselves to, which usually if you're at 400 to 500, you're going to go down to about 250 to 300, which again is sometimes, you know, you might get into a little bit of anger, um, but whatever. So, I mean, that's kind of the vibrational scale when you get into the green and the red levels. And again, this is like 350 and on up, you become powerful and you become strong. And that's obviously powerful and strong as a state of being. So your awareness, you know, increases, and you can resonate, or I'm sorry, you can be in a state, um, a vibrational state of what is called coherence and resonance, right? Versus when you're in the lower levels, again, the red and the orange, you're in incoherence and dissonance. And the majority of people in the population right now around the world who are vibrating in victimhood, who do not take ownership, they do not take personal accountability, they're not sovereign or empowered. Um, they are in dissonance and incoherence. And when you're, this is another thing, and this gets into the health and fitness aspect of things. When you are in dissonance and incoherence, 
your physical immune system drops. So you become susceptible to, you know, higher levels of, of uh, systemic inflammation, which as you know, systemic inflammation leads to cellular degradation and then cellular degradation creates disease states, right? Because, and again, I don't want to flip people out and freak people out. I mean, ultimately in these physical avatar bodies that we inhabit, this is not our natural state. Our natural state is at base essence, we are spirit, right? So if you want to see what you really are at base essence, imagine yourself as an orb, you know, people talk about orbs and seeing orbs all the time, but that's what you would be. You would be essentially like bioluminescent photons, um, which again is your, you know, by, you know, some people call it vibrating electrons or vibrate, vibrating um, atoms, whatever you want to call it. But that's who we are at base essence. So when you're in a physical body like you and I are right now, and everybody usually is who jumps into incar physical incarnation, if you have a um, energetic field around your body, which is known as uh, a biofield or your aura. A lot of people know what the word aura means. You have a resonant and a coherent frequency. So again, your vibration is up in the 300 to 400, 500 range, hopefully between four and 500. You're pretty much immune to any kind of physiological disease state because again, you are resonating a fully coherent field that is absolutely uh, immune to dissonance and incoherence, which again would be, you know, victimhood, you know, blaming, you know, others, judgment, all of those other things. So, you know, again, you know, I've, I've, I've said this on podcasts before and people challenge me. They're like, oh, come on, bro. That's like, you know, total woo woo nonsense. And I'm like, no, it's really not. If you, you know, would research like the really ancient guru sages from like Egypt or Greece or Rome, or, you know, even going further and further back to like the builder race cultures and stuff like that, like um, Gobeki, Tepe and stuff like that, you would find out that all of the masters taught that vibrational resonance or vibrational harmony would keep any person from falling ill to the physical ravages of disease. Again, knowing that that physical body that you're inhabiting is not who you really are at base essence. You're just spirit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the quick answer or the quick reply to that is, I guess we know why CNN is red in their, in their exactly. logo. Exactly. But the, no, that's absolutely so, true. That's <laughs> true. It's, it's, it's absolutely interesting. So my friend, Eric Remensberger, and we can link in the show notes to some podcasts with him. Um, he, he put stage four cancer into full remission through grounding, earthing, totally. you know, sun, jumping totally. in the ocean, high dose vitamin C, hyperbaric oxygen, like all the things, all the things that he did. But what he says is that his cancer was caused by this, you know, traumatic relationship and divorce and this totally. whole like sexual, totally. uh, you know, piece here. And then, you know, we're also seeing even, even like something like Wim Hof method, right? So he's, you know, they've injected, uh, you know, they've injected viruses or whatever it is into Wim Hof during, you know, some of his breath work routines and cold immersion stuff. And he doesn't get the illness and everyone else that gets the injection gets the illness. So, so I think that this is absolutely spot on. And now when, when we look out Jay at these folks that, you know, maybe they're tuned into the mainstream media and they're just, I feel like there's kind of two things keeping people wherever it is they're at on the totem pole or falling. And, you know, number one, that's the narrative and that's the media and that's the fear. And I think, you know, what you're talking about here and the fear, we know that it can actually, you know, create these viruses inside of our systems. But, but the other thing is, 
it's a lot of work to raise your vibration. So in other words, when I've had people dive into meditation and they've never done it before, maybe they've got like a wildly busy mind and, and sometimes it's, you know, it's a challenge because you're making space for shit to come in, right? right? You're making space and it's very uncomfortable when you start to see when you get a glimpse at the reality. And I know that uh, your wife, uh, Monica, in one of the podcasts, you had mentioned that she had, uh, you know, she had a quote that, you know, we all have these incredible intuitive powers if we just would unleash them or if we just knew that they were there. And I think that that, even for myself, and I think, you know, I I had emailed you a little bit and we talked about this a little bit, but like, even as I'm kind of like working on myself, man, like I'm hitting obstacles, I, I like to think I'm, I'm higher than some of these other folks, but like I'm hitting more obstacles as that intuition broadens and as like things start to open and I start to see myself, uh, like I had a dude, like last, like the beginning of last fall, I was in the hardware store and I was buying a mask and I had this like moment and it's like no joke and it freaks me out and it's like one of a couple of things that happened in the last couple of years and I was like we got to get out of LA and like I I just it was just this moment where I knew that the N95 mask I was buying to like paint the living room it just like there was some kind of like energy around it so so as we're kind of rising up this this consciousness ladder uh you know what do we do as that intuitive force we start to see it at work and it's like, sometimes it can kind of freak us out. Does that make any sense? Oh, dude, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot to unpack what you just said. And, and you know, and, and just going back to the guy who cured himself of cancer, like, let me just say this. And I, you know, I, I, I put this up about two months ago and my social media team made a really awesome Instagram post out of it. So I, I was attempting to find it. So I'm, I'm essentially going from just paraphrasing, but, um, and you know this, Joe, like I've done a lot of work, man. I mean, I, I want people to understand that, you know, this isn't like me just like making shit up and, you know, being a crazy person, you know, looking for attention or whatever. I mean, I, you know, I've spent 10 years since I had my dark night of the soul, since I attempted to kill myself, since my kids were kidnapped for me, since I lost pretty much, you know, all my physical, you know, material things that I thought meant something at one time um, to really arrive at this understanding, you know, again, this awareness, you know, Dr. Um, David Hawkins and of course Walter Russell. We can talk about Walter Russell too, who's been a profound um, influence on me. Um, you know, talks about you. You get to a point where it becomes beyond believing and only knowing, and you can only get to knowing, which is again, you know, uh, uh, what other you know uh, sages call now space from deep conscious reflection, meditation, contemplation. Um, you know, grounding in nature again, mind silence, or just again stillness. And I've spent a very large part of my last 10 years in stillness, man, to get to where I'm at. So, you know, in saying this, I just want people to, you know, kind of understand that this isn't just stuff coming out of my butt, but, and again, obviously I'm standing on the shoulders of giants and and, and great, you know, influential philosophers and free thinkers and, you know, uh, yogis and meditative gurus and, you know, esoteric thinkers, um, you know, where I got my information too. And again, you know, just one quick message about this is that all of this information that I have is open to anyone right? Like it's just, are you willing to do the work necessary to get to there? But it's very simply this. And again, you know, this is coming from a guy who's also studied, um, you know, the, the allopathic medicine model, who spent a lot of time researching hormones, researching health optimization, researching all sorts of things. And the very truth is this, man, like all physical disease is caused from a traumatized spirit. Okay. And what I mean by that is, is that when you come into physical incarnation, regardless of what 
physical incarnation you've come into, you are going to be traumatized. You may have trauma from past lives. You may have trauma from coming through the birthing canal. You may have trauma from your mom and dad talking smack about you while you were just gestational. Um, I can tell you this, and you know this. it pains me to give this story, but it's very cathartic for me. And I know it's cathartic to my daughter because I send her love every time I actually push this into the ether. But when my ex called me and told me that she was being, that she, we, she was going to have our second baby. I resisted it, dude. I was such an egoic, horrific, low conscious being. You know, I think I was 38, 30, yeah, 38. Uh, I was on a business trip. I remember it like it was yesterday in New Orleans with my sales team. I worked in uh, the automotive, digital automotive marketing space back then. It was in 2008. And um, she called me and, and said that, you know, she was pregnant and I totally resisted her. And I was like, what? You know, you just got your body back, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I was just pathetic, right? As a human being. And I know that I transferred that negative, like resistant energy that I had because I'm a very powerful creator into my X and then she tra- uh, transferred it into my daughter Gabby and now Gabby who's ten years old and is a beautiful child, very high conscious, you know, very loving, n- never been vaccinated, you know, she literally um, still deals with that trauma to this day. And so again, it's more of a traumatized spirit. Um, so you know, I, I give that story because the reality is is that all of us as spiritual beings are faced with forms of trauma that can come from anywhere. And it's not until you are A, willing to accept that you have a trauma, B, acknowledge what the trauma is, and then C, which is obviously most important, integrate that trauma. If you don't do those three things and aren't willing to do those three things, that trauma will eventually manifest itself, Joe, as some sort of physiological, etiological disease state. And again, you know, how how do I explain that? So people can really truly understand that you become an alcoholic. Okay. You become an obese person. Um, you become someone who just worries themselves into an early grave. You know, you get cancer, you get heart disease, you get diabetes, whatever. Almost all these physiological disease states come from a traumatized spirit that is unintegrated. And so, you know, the problem for most people is like when they hear this kind of stuff and they're like, yo, Jay, this really resonates with me. And they send me emails, you know, cause I've said this a couple of times now on other podcasts, um, you know, they say, well, what do I do? You know, what do I do? I can't find a doctor or a psychiatrist that can help me with this kind of stuff. Who do I search for or where do I go? And I say, well, look, you know, there's a couple of options. You can work with regression hypnosis people who can, you know, do the hypno, hypno, the hypnosis therapy and go back into wherever it was that, you know, happened to you that created the trauma. Um, you can also obviously read different books. You can, you know, there's now courses out there about healing, um, you know, tra- trauma. And let me just say this too, you know, you know, there's actually books that have been written about transpersonal and transgenerational trauma, you know, and again, the Bible and a lot of the ancient texts talk about the sins of the father, Right. And what they really mean by that is, is that we, as a DNA, as a genetic imprint, and as we know, epigenetics is far more important than DNA, right? But there is a genetic imprint that we inherit from our parents. And if our parents were traumatized and they never integrated it, well, guess what? We inherit the same thing, just as my daughter inherited the trauma that I inserted into my ex-wife when I resisted the idea that we were having, you know, a baby, right? So like all these things happen and it's not like it's a death death knell. It's not like it's something that can't be overcome. But you as a being, as a spiritual being, 
uh, you know, living in a physical body, you have to recognize that these things happen and you have to be okay with, you know, integrating those traumas. And again, there's many ways to integrate the trauma. Um, but it's, again, it's acceptance of it. And as you know, the majority of people today, especially a lot of those people out there right now that are protesting or burning, you know, uh, entrepreneur businesses down or screaming about defunding the police or just doing all this nonsensical stuff, they are so burdened with some form of soul slash spiritual trauma and they're unwilling to integrate it. And I, and I don't want to speak for all of them. I'm sure there's some of them that would love to integrate their trauma, but they just don't know how. And so they find themselves where they're at. Yeah, no, I think that's a, a massive piece of this. And it's, um, and again, you know, I think there's a, a certain number of folks that even when they begin to do the work, and I think that the hypnosis, the regressive hypnosis is probably something that a lot of people could benefit from. Um, but I think that uh, a lot of people, as they begin to unpack those things and start to feel those traumas, you know, that could be, you know, do you feel that that's something that can, though, keep people back kind of in their in their place? Let's say they're an alcoholic and they're, you know, they're 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 drinking away their sorrows and all of a sudden, you know, they decide to do some work and the pain gets worse before it gets better. Uh, is that is that something um, that you've dealt with? Absolutely. You know, my my wife's. Um father is a 37 year, um, you know, recovering alcoholic, you know, sober, amazing guy, probably have a closer relationship to him than I even do with my own dad. And, you know, he will say that until people get sick and tired of being sick and tired, they're not going to change. Right. So, so the reality is, is that any person can choose to change in an instant, regardless of your current or your past life situations that have created the trauma that you're dealing with. And then obviously the physical manifestation, whether it's alcoholism, obesity, uh, sickness, whatever. Um, uh, but it's, again, it's a choice. And then, as you said, you know, a willingness to do the work necessary to overcome the addiction. But like, you know, I see tons of people and talk to tons of people all the time, um, who are just realistically not willing to do the work, Joe, because most people, unfortunately, and again, this can be changed with a mindset and a choice, you know, an instant, but most people choose to identify with their trauma, right? Like it literally becomes a part of their life, right? Like think of all the people you've met in your life, like elderly women, you know, is a perfect example who, as soon as they come into a conversation, talk about their sciatica or they talk about, you know, why they're heavy or why they're this. And so, so many people become, you know, identifiers or identify with whatever it is that ails them or ill that, you know, whatever ill they're dealing with, and it becomes a part of their being. And so it's like, you know, having to actually deal with that and, you know, integrate it and fix it isn't really what they want because they don't know any better. Now, obviously, you know, through deep therapy uh, and help and, you know, a, a want to change and a desire to change, you know, they can overcome that. But the majority of people today, especially like right now with so much craziness going on in the world, they really do actually enjoy uh, identifying with their trauma slash drama. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the show with Jay. I really hope you're enjoying the episode. Just a quick reminder, uh, after the show, head on over to vivobarefoot.com and check out those Primus Light 2 recycled shoes. They are perfect for quarantine life where many of us don't need to be wearing a dress shoe. And for that reason, it's a great time to transition into a barefoot, more natural shoe. And these are the shoes you want to try. So head on over to vivobarefoot.com, check out code VIVOSTACK10, all one word, at checkout, and you're going to save 10% on these awesome shoes. 
All right, guys, now back to the show with Mr. Jay Campbell. Now, looking out on the current world, Jay, and, and maybe this will get controversial or maybe this, you know, will go go real wild right now, but let's let's look at consciousness in, in terms of the current state of the universe here. And I, I think I would love to start with a couple of the, you know, I noticed when you were telling the story about your 10-year-old daughter, you, you threw in that she's not vaccinated. And I, I think that, you know, it's it's funny because like with us, you know, we there's a certain understanding and consciousness around some of these things, but obviously it's highly controversial. But like when we look at, you know, the current pandemic, and you can point to the pandemic being the virus or, or, or other elements of it, can you tell us about like the the consciousness deterioration over the last couple of decades or how did we get here, Jay? You know, that I look out and I think that we're trying to wake people up here. We're trying to get people to think for themselves and, and it's, you know, it's an uphill battle. So what, you know, what kind of steps is it the vaccines? Is it the fluorinated water? Is it, uh, you know, is it, is it the media? Is it brainwashing? Where, how did we get here, Jay? And what do you think of the steps that we're going to have to take to get out of this scenario for the for the light to shine through man so you're putting me in a you're putting me in that predicament but i am jay campbell so you know i'm going to tackle it head on um <laughs> i have i have absolutely as you know bro no fear um in any part of my life and let me actually explain how i got to know fear so reading david hawkins reading walter russell um and again this really goes for everyone and i've you know i've talked about this but not at length and you just set me up so perfectly but to truly not have fear okay one has to overcome the understanding or the awareness that there is a finite limitation to their existence. And that, of course, is physical death. And once a person overcomes the reality that you as an energy being, as a spiritual being, have no limits and are, have no ending and you are eternal, again, energy is infinite and ever expanding, you will not be afraid of anything, right? So someone like me, a 50-foot reptilian monster could show up right now in this room and eat me, and I would not be fearful. I would literally smile as I would be going because I would know that my energy, my soul, you know, there's a million different ways for it, would literally detach from this physical body, which isn't me anyway, and just go on to my next journey, right? Now, again, I say that, and most people are probably like, oh, yeah, whatever, bro. You know, I'm sure you'd be scared shitless, right? But no, I'm not. I wouldn't be because I don't have fear. I've overcome fear. And again, I've overcome fear through the recognition that I am eternal, that nothing that can happen to my physical body, you could walk up to me and hack my head off with a machete or a, a, you know, a guillotine, or I could be killed in a tragic automotive accident. It doesn't matter. My soul will continue on into its next journey. Now, anyone can get to that level of awareness. But to answer your question, um, if I really go deep and meta on this and I talk about like how Walter Russell would look at this, Walter Russell would talk about how there's two halves of the wave, right? Like everything is waves, um, you know, and, and waves in motion. And essentially even motion is illusory or illusion because again, all we are is spirit. But literally if everything is waves and it's our conscious will and intention that separates us as soul beings, because realistically to go really super meta, the only thing that exists is God and the divine mind of God and all of us as souls in the divine mind of God are just separated by will and intention, right? So a person that achieves more in a physical existence than another person just has a stronger will and intention, but we're all still in the divine mind of God. So to answer your question, I personally, again, and to use Walter Russell as an analogy, is like Walter Russell would say that there are those beings that embrace the death half of the wave, and then there's those beings that embrace the life half of the wave. 
Okay. Now the life half of the wave would be like people of light, like us, like me and you, like people that understand consciousness that are talking about raising the vibration. They're attracting other like-minded people into their life. They're about service. They're about helping. They're about love. They're about peacefulness, forgiveness, unattachment, allowance. All of those things are people that embrace the life half of the wave, right? So then again, and I, and I use the word people very loosely and I'll get to that in a second, but those that embrace um, the death half of the wave are the dark, you know, entities, the dark influences, the cabal, the NWO, you know, the transhumanists, whatever you want to call or classify them as physical beings, they represent the death half of the wave. So again, in this physical reality, this matrix, if you will, um, you have duality. Okay. And in duality, you have polarity, right? So the polarity of duality would be the Republicans versus the Democrats or the progressives versus the conservatives or the liberals, um, you know, versus the right wingers. Right. So it's like, you have all of these like divide and conquer duality constructs. And then you have polarity of the duality, which is again, you know, like opposite sides vying for something when in reality, an aware being who is, you know, has his, has evolved their consciousness up to, into the 450 to the 500 range, which again is love, reverence, serenity, joy, completeness is not looking at, any of that with a form of attachment, they are literally looking at it as a neutral observer. And let me give you a perfect example, like the Taoist, you know, analogy of like, somebody calls you and says, Hey, you've won $2 billion. You say, is that so? You know, the next five minutes later, you get a phone call. Your mom and dad have been killed in a plane crash. Is that so? Right. So the, 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 the master, you know, in physical is looking at everything from a level of, I am, a neutral observer and everything that happens to me, my state is going to be the same. Right. So like when you're, when you've attained that level of consciousness, which again, from a qualifications or a quantification standpoint would be like 450 to 500 on the Hawkins level of consciousness scale, nothing is going to, you know, throw you off. Right. If you've gotten to that level, you, you're, you know, you're also like me, you know, that you're infinite and ever expanding and that, you know, if your physical body dies right now or whenever in this, ex, you know, this, this experience, you're going to have another one probably, and you're just going to continue on and you're going to keep learning. Um, you know, I always think of like the, the, if you remember, you know, you're, you're, you, you will remember, but younger people might not, but the Nissan, you know, company used to have a commercial enjoy the ride. So, I mm -hmm. mean, essentially like, that's what we are as soul beings. Like we should be enjoying the ride, this physical experience that we have incarnated into these avatar physical bodies is something to be enjoyed. So enjoy the ride. Um, you know, a master again at that 450 to 500 level of consciousness is going to step back regardless of what happens to them, right? Like I'll use my personal story right now. It's just a story, right? Like I'm telling myself this story. This is part of my physical experience. Like right now in my personal life, I'm scaling a company, right? A Sear Custom. It's like this amazing potential custom, um, company that sells cosmeceutical peptides. We have almost no competition in the marketplace and we're doing amazing things for humanity. And like there's a lot of drama, a lot of stress, a lot of moving pieces and parts. Now I can attach to that and say, oh, my life is so stressful. I'm working 15 hours a day. Or... And that would be kind of like the death half of the wave. Or I could say, oh my God, my life is abundant. My life is pure creative joy. I have all these amazing people I'm talking to. It's so cool that every day, like never have a dull moment, right? So again, it's your perception and your perspective on what you choose to identify with. And again, it's that whole standing waves, right? Like the death half of the wave and the creative half of the wave. Um, now, obviously I gave you that story. That's kind of the metaphysical 
uh, explanation of things. If I wanted to go a little bit lower on the vibratory scale, which I do a lot, you know, I, I engage on Twitter and I tell people things. Um, I would say, like, <laughs> no, I mean, truthfully, I do, you know, like I would say, but he, as you know, you got to hit people where they understand it. You got to kind of meet them where they are. So like the average yeah. person wants to know dark and light. They want to know good versus evil. Right. And I, and I, and I, and I cater to that and I play into that at times because again, I'm, I'm attempting to, um, you know, do my best from a leadership standpoint of like positioning the information so that people can accept it. And let me just say this, because you said it already kind of, and I want to just put this out there and I think you even put it in the notes. Um, one of my spiritual mentors, mentors, which is a guy by the name of Julian Ponzin, you know, he makes a statement that's very, very important, especially for a lot of people listening to this podcast and anyone who's in the, you know, truth, awareness and light side of things, the light half of the wave, um, people have a right to remain asleep for as long as it entertains them, right? So it's not my right. It's not your right, Joe. It's none of our rights to attempt to awaken other people. People choose their state of consciousness and it's that's perfectly allowable and they can do whatever they want. And again, it's not your path or my path to like shake them and say, dude, wake up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I, I learned that about four years ago and it's made a huge impact on me because there was a time in my life where I attempted to proselytize. I was never like that guy out on the corner preaching, Hey dude, there's aliens out there. You know what reptilians are? <laughs> right. But it's like, but, but, but at the same time, like I learned that like, unless someone comes up to me and taps me on the shoulder and says, Oh my God, Jay Campbell, I watch your podcast. I listen to, I read your books. I want to, I want to, I want you to talk to me about, you know, consciousness or, you know, whatever, you know, I don't ever go down that path with people. I just share my information and I put it out there. And if people are open to receiving it, then you know what? Great. Awesome for you. You know, you want to have a deeper conversation, send me an email, maybe that'll work out, but I don't proselytize. So anyway, to that point and back to the whole frame of this, um, there definitely is good versus evil. Okay. You know, if you go back to any of the ancient texts, you go back to any of the ancient books, and you can also use the whole Star Wars analogy, you know, and, and this gets weird and, you know, people are going to question me about this, but I've done a lot of meditation on this. I mean, essentially Hollywood is working for both sides of the force, right? Like the light side. So again, the light half of the wave and the, and the death half of the wave, which is the dark side. Um, they're showing us the balance. If you're any, if anyone is listens to this podcast is familiar, familiar with the hermetic teachings, you know, the hermetics have an axiom that says the pendulum is always swinging and the pendulum going from the light side to the dark side is just the way it works, right? Like you go, you know, and again, like, you know, people that are familiar with cosmology and stuff like that, they talk about the Piscean age and now we're moving into the Aquarian age, which is supposedly a light age and the Piscean age was a dark age. So everything is just constantly moving back and forth, right? The pendulum is always swinging. And when you understand that, you understand that, again, in this physical, you know, um, ex existence, this dual third dimensional, you know, matter beings, you know, physical being existence, we have sides and we have good versus evil, light versus dark, blah, blah, blah. The real key is not to get attached, but again, to define it for people. Um, the Bible talks about the fallen angels. Okay. And the beings in the universe. And again, a lot of people think of these as like alien beings, you know, again, there's a lot of metaphysical books that talk about, you know, um, that our origin comes from the uh, constellations like the Pleiadian and the Orion, you know, constellations in, in, in our um, solar system. And I actually am really good friends with an author who's written three books that are probably the most profound books on this that you could ever learn. His name is Pierre Sabak, and you can get his books at PierreSabakBooks.com. You can go on my uh, YouTube channel or my website, 
uh, and you can re- you know research the podcast that I've done with Pierre Sabak. And honestly, Joe, if you want to have your mind blown, you need to listen to him. But he's written books about how to define the beings that have created the duality of light versus dark, good versus evil, the Star Wars, you know, the whole dark side versus the light side. And he's done it literally through going um, back, you know, thousands of years and researching the etymological root meanings and origins of all the languages on the planet. And he has basically declined that we are dealing with, again, battles between angels of light and angels of dark. And he's even defined who the angels of dark are as you know, basically what he calls them, the seraphic lords, the ruling caste. And then the angels of light are the cherubim or the cherubim. And they are essentially like proto-human. So, you know, just to make it real clear for people so they don't think I'm insane and I'm, you know, literally putting it out there. All of this stuff is very, very, very scientifically researched and cited in Sabak's books. But basically the seraphic lord ruling hosts are reptiles. Right. So they are essentially a form of a reptilian angel. He calls them angelians. But essentially, these are the beings who have been hidden behind the veil for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And nobody knows really what the timelines are, because obviously these beings can hack timelines. You know, he talks that he calls it emergent systems. They are essentially masters of the waveform. So essentially, they can come in and out of our physical existence because of their either their technology or their their age or both. No one really knows. But again, he calls them masters of the waveform. So, you know, these beings are essentially reptilian in nature. And again, you know, his books are holographic culture and the murder of reality. And both books are phenomenal. I highly recommend anyone who's interested in any of the stuff that we're talking about here today to buy the books and read them. They are phenomenal books. Uh, and he's actually reading writing another book and him and I are going to probably be doing some stuff together to promote it. Um, it's coming out, but it's going to be on the whole an- angelic wars and just angelic existence. So what I'm saying to summarize and everything is that if you go back to the Bible, and again, it doesn't have anything to do with religions, although we can use religions, but you know, true spirituality, they always were telling us in all of the ancient texts that there was a ongoing war behind the veil between forces of light and forces of dark. And so either the forces of light are literally the angels that we all became, you know, familiar with and know and love, you know, from our children's books. Um, And they were essentially like cherubim, human looking angels with wings. And then there's the um, dark side, which is the seraphic Lord host. And these are like reptilian angels. Now, the thing is, is I don't want people to think that like all of the seraphic Lord host angels were bad, right? So there's obviously good and bad on both sides. There's bad human angels and then there's good um, seraphic reptilian angels too. So, I mean, again, this is all laid out in, in, in Sabak's books. And again, highly, highly researched, highly scientifically credible based, you know, he attaches so many works of um, art and history and great, great, you know, mythic um, representations of um, the past from like the the Romans, the Greeks, um, even the Pythagoreans, like he, I mean, he's got so much in the books that it's just like, you cannot like debate any of the stuff he said. So, you know, hopefully I defined it, but I mean, you know, that's kind of what we're dealing with is we're, we're basically dealing with a war behind the veil beings that literally can come in and out of our material reality. Uh, and they are controlling, you know, essentially you can consider it from like a higher dimension. They are controlling the political structure of this planet. And they have been for literally thousands of years. Yeah, so they are essentially we are, you know, the the forces of good and evil and even if you just, you know, even if we put, you know, for folks that maybe their mind is is spinning or they're really <laughs> confused. Uh, uh, 
you could you could envision these as being you know light and dark. Okay, so these two polarities, these two sides of a coin. There are people on the planet that are being more or less controlled by this energy. We talked about the radio signal, right? I I, I can't remember exactly how you put it, but you and I are on a frequency, right. and you and I are connecting right now. And exactly. even though I'm in Europe and you're in California, yep. our radio signals we're like freaking dolphins, man. We're con- yep. we're connected. We're talking to each other. 100%. But similar similarly, there are waveforms in the universe, and whether they're of of uh, reptilian origin or whatever origin they may be, these wavelengths, certain people are resonating on a certain level. And if you're at a certain level, you're going to be susceptible to that force that is on that level. And if you are at a higher vibration, you are, you are more likely to be susceptible to the energy that's coming in, wherever it may be coming from, uh, at that higher dimension. And therefore, that's going to prolifer- proliferate through your existence and, and guide you and be your light or your dark. Is that? Bro, that's a literally 100%. And I'll just add to that. So right now, the energy of what the ancients would call is the central spiritual sun. And I actually think that the central spiritual sun really does exist. It's really the mass. And again, Russell would prove that it does through his wave theories. But um, it's essentially a gigantic, be, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put it this way, like almost all planets are alive, right? Like Earth is alive. We know that now. It's a conscious, living, breathing being. Uh, and most of the other planets are too. And then of course they're dead planets when they go, when they run out of light, when they don't have light. Um, but you know, essentially the central spiritual sun is bombarding this planet and many other planets in this solar system right now with energy, essentially think of them as cosmic waves that a person receives based on their level of vibration, right? So if you are down in the root chakra, red areas, uh, and you are totally in fear and victimhood vibration, bro, you're going crazy. You're literally out blocking cars from people trying to drive home from work, screaming that, you know, you have a right to block them and that all, you know, whatever you're, whatever nonsense you're screaming versus the people that are at a higher level of vibration who are receiving these cosmic rays and their heart chakras, their heart channels are open to receiving this energy. And guess what it does? It creates abundance. It creates absolute acceptance and allowance, and it just creates a much better you know, level 10 life. I mean, it's literally that simple. People can think I'm crazy, but it's not true. I mean, if you know people right now that are really successful and are happy and joyful and living in abundance in, you know, what what is arguably the last five months, which may be the worst five months since the American depression or the global depression in the thirties, then you understand what I'm saying, you know, but if you only know people that are suffering, struggling, you know, have a story, blaming, victimhood, whatever, then again, it's the same thing, you know, level up, find a better better group of friends. Um, but again, like attracts like, right? So people now, it's a different time and age right now, of course, you know, there's a lot of people that unfortunately are suffering, you know, they lost their industries, they lost their businesses, they were forced to stop working. Um, you know, those people, you know, if they have the right vibration, the right mindset, they've already moved to somewhere else that's going to bring them joy and freedom and a better life. They may just have to work for it. And, you know, again, the people on the opposite side of the spectrum are going to continue to vibrate in victimhood vibration and they're going to attend or continue to attract, um, you know, energetically that those things which they think and focus upon, you know, again, because it's quantum physics. I mean, I definitely want to talk more about quantum physics in this in this podcast before we end it. But I mean, that's, dude, that's kind of where we are. You know, let me go back to Hollywood for a second, though, to make people to have a story so people understand. So essentially, Hollywood is like this giant cipher, right? Like a lot of these like leading directors, I don't need to mention their name, Steven Spielberg, 
right? Like a lot of guys like that are essentially master illusionists, you know, whether they're master masons, it doesn't really matter, but they're basically portraying an existence in physical where you see the light side and you see the dark side and they are presenting it to you in the form of a giant story, like a giant illusion. And so you as a being, as a hopefully conscious, free, empowered, sovereign soul can choose what side of the wave you want to be with, right? You want to be on the death half of the wave and choose to take advantage of people and be in service to self. Or do you want to choose the life half of the wave and, and be of service and to help people and to be creative, right? And it's like, you know, the, an easier way to explain it too is again, you know, the Bible statement of like, you know, Jesus said, be in this world, not of this world. Well, you know, I've likened that to when you're in this world, you're creating you're creating art, you're creating podcasts, you're writing books, you're writing plays, uh, you're, you're building businesses, you're helping people, and you're consciously co-creating with the divine source energy of the universe, which would be, you know, God, um, or you're of this world and you're consuming, Joe, you're consuming porn, you're consuming Netflix, you're consuming the internet, you're consuming, you know, the news cycle, you're just constantly not creating, you're just consuming. And, you know, the dark forces, again, those that embrace the death half of the wave have created all of these distractions to keep you in consumption and out of creation. But when you're in creation, you're literally attached to God because all you are, again, is will and intention as a soul of the divine mind of God is a conscious co-creative force. So if you're co-creating and you're, you know, building things and, and again, you know, that serve and help mankind, then you are in that energy. And again, you're going to attract that like, you know, like attracts like, so you're only going to attract other conscious co-creators into your life. And so you're going to be building what I call a level 10 life and all of this negativity and this quote unquote, dark, dark half of the wave, um, you know, efforts and energy will never, ever, you know, come into your attractor patterns or your field. Yeah. And that's that, that immunity, I think is something that you, you really share well. And like I, I started the show off listening to your recent episodes and it's, it's funny because a lot of people, when they look out in the world today, or they explain some of the things that even we've talked about on this podcast, you know, it, it does the job of spreading more fear. And, and I think that, uh, when we talk about it as, as we're raising our vibration, we're becoming, it's like putting on armor to what's happening. And we just focus on what we need to do to serve humanity, to spread light and love, and to really make this place, the place, believe that this place is going to become what we know that it will. And, um, yeah, brother. Well, Hey, what, what's quantum physics where, you know, where do you want to punch that ticket? Oh man. I mean, <laughs> where do you uh, want to start? Well, so, I mean, let me, let me just read this tweet, right? Like, um, I, I wrote this tweet, um, I think it was two days ago and I know I sent it to you, but I sent you a couple of tweets. So let me just find it. But I mean, basically everything in life is given to you. Well, actually I did a podcast, not a podcast, but just a video on my YouTube channel about three weeks ago about like how I proved that like physical reality is a simulation. And what I mean by that is, is that when you get really, really deep into the understanding of quantum consciousness or quantum physics or quantum mechanics, whatever you want to refer to it as, you will recognize that. Uh, and then of course they've done scientific studies to explain this, but you will recognize that you create your reality, right? You create your reality through, you know, your words, your thoughts and your actions, right? So I always say, make sure you create your reality through conscious words, 
focused thoughts and massive loving actions. Because if you do those three things around how you create your reality, you're only going to attract light. You're only going to attract love. You're only going to attract, again, positive, beneficial service uh, oriented things into your life. But um, what most people do, and this is the best way to explain it, is they focus on what they don't have right? They focus on lack, limitation, and scarcity, right? Like I don't have enough money. I don't have a beautiful husband or wife. My kids don't love me. Um, I have a disease. Um, you know, I have this affliction. Uh, I have lupus. I have, you know, autoimmune disorders. Uh, I, I have a gluten and a wheat allergy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's like so much story that they've attached to about their life that they focus on that and as they focus on it, because remember, the universe does not judge good or bad or light or dark. The universe only grants what is focused upon. So when you're focusing on what you don't have or your story, and again, your lack, limitation, and scarcity, well, guess what? The universe continues to deliver the same thing over and over and over. And so you stay in lack and you stay in limitation and you stay in scarcity. So when you recognize that, you know, that quantum physics is the absolute ultimate determinant, you change your story to one of love and light and abundance and prosperity consciousness. And again, it's so, so simple to change your state of being from one who is in lack, who's in limitation, who's in scarcity, who's in victimhood to somebody who's sovereign, empowered, and free. And, you know, I say it's simple because obviously I live in that vibrational stream, but for someone who's struggling, it's not, but it's simple in that they can change their mindset. They can change their view by just deciding that enough is enough. Again, that whole statement of like, people don't become sick and tired uh, of being sick and tired until they are right. And so it's like, once you get to that level where like, I cannot be this person anymore, then you can easily choose to change. And again, it's just a choice, but it's like, I wrote this tweet and I want to, um, I want to say it. I just, I'm looking for, I'm scrolling through right now. I know I sent it to you, but I don't want to like click on them, but it's basically just the whole, um, the whole understanding of vibration and, um, hold on. Let me just find it. I think I'm really, really close to it. Uh, let's see. The strategic thoughts and massive action. No, it's not that one. It's I'm, I'm, I put so much craziness out on everything. I mean, it's not craziness. It's awesome if you like open to it and you're consciously able to. Um, let's see. I'm just looking to find it. I can't even find it. Whatever. I am and, worthy. I am self love. I'm gonna. I want to talk about self love because that's like the most important thing that any person can possibly do. But like, essentially, we are. We you get what you focus on, right? Like both of us, you and me, our friends, our families, like we have built the lives that we have built for each other because you and I have had a conscious or a conscientious focus of creating the life that we want. And it's like, until you decide that you are going to create a life, you know, a level 10 life, a life worth living, worthy of living, you can't actually make it happen until you focus on achieving it. And again, so many people focus on or, you know, fo have a focus of like what they don't have. And it's just, again, it's just, it's so critically important to decide what you want and then focus on getting it again through action, through, you know, of course, you know, the things I've already said, obviously words, thoughts, and actions, but it's like so many people just don't think about that. And they're just so in the, in the mindset of like, you know what, I don't have this because, or, you know, so-and-so happened to me and this is just, you know, 
this is just the way they are, you know? So it's like, I wish, dude, I wish I could find, uh, that, 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 uh, tweet, but I can't, I just, I have so many tweets. It's insane. So don't, worry about <laughs> I mean, that's all I put out, right? Like I, I, you know, every day now I want to put out like very powerful conscious word languaging, you know, like obviously one of them, you know, I put out every day, you know, Michael, Michael, um, Jaco talks about love bubbles, right? And it's like, Every single morning now, when I wake up, I send it out to my, you know, my, 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 uh, my audience. I just basically send out, I'm sending everybody a love bubble, right? It says, you know, we are personal, you and we are personal reality creators and it is our job to manifest the golden age. So do so by sending love and light to everyone. Right. So it's like, you know, Michael, as you know, in the podcast talks about sending love bubbles to like enemies of the state when he was like a high level decorated U S Navy seal. Right. Like, so, I mean, like, Sending love from a consciousness frequency or vibration, even to your enemies is the greatest thing you can possibly do because any type, whenever you think love and push love into the ether or into the universe, that's what comes back. And that's the whole understanding and awareness of quantum mechanics is that that which is focused upon is, is given. Absolutely. And it gets into forgiveness, right? So, you know, who's forgiveness really for, you know, sometimes it's for the person dishing the forgiveness more than it's for the person given, uh, being forgiven. Bro, it, to- bro, it totally <laughs> is. And it's so awesome. You said that. And I, you know, um, power, power and praise to my wife, Monica, you know, who taught me that at the very beginning when I was going through my struggles, um, you know, with my kids have been kidnapped and I was just dealing with the family court system and all that hor- horrific, you know, world that many men unfortunately are thrown into. And I was just, you know, in, in, I was in judgment and I was in victim and I, you know, it was my wife's fault and everything that happened to me was not my fault. And, you know, you have to get to a level of awareness, Joe, where you take personal accountability and responsibility for your actions, even when it isn't your fault, even when something horrible happens to you and it's not your fault, you still have to be willing to accept the responsibility that as a conscious co-creator living in a physical avatar body, you chose to be here for this very time, for this very reason. And whatever has happened to you is just part of your experience. Do you have to label it negative? No. Right. And that was the thing is like, I now look back and I look at that experience, um, you know, that caused me to attempt to kill myself and spending time in jail and like, you know, having to rebuild myself and like pick up all the pieces from my life as the greatest things that could have ever happened to me, bro, because they were learning experiences. But how many people really look at that as a learning experience? Right. Like they, they label it as like a horrible time in their life or a tragic collapse or an epic debacle or a failure. Or they just, all these negative labels they tie to these things that happen to them in their life. And all you really have to do is just choose to say, Oh, wow, interesting. You know, this happened to me. How am I going to learn from this? But it takes a conscious will and intention to recognize that all things that happen to you are just part of the experience, you know, that you get to enjoy as a physical being. So it goes back to the whole, you know, you can either choose to regret it or you can choose to enjoy the ride. I mean, it's, it really is that simple, even though it's not, not hard. If you're not in that state, if you're in the victimhood vibration, it's not easy, but you absolutely can get there. It just takes will and intention. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the show with Jay. Just a quick reminder to give my friends over at bioptimizers.com slash stacked. That's B I O P T I M I Z E R S.com slash stacked. 
give them some love. Check out this magnesium product that they went out of their way to create. These guys make all kinds of digestive supplements, but they went a little out of their way to create this incredible magnesium supplement because almost everyone is deficient and very few magnesium products on the market have more than one or two forms. And I know from the first time I tried Magnesium Breakthrough, I felt a difference and I noticed a huge difference in my sleep. This is by far the most complete magnesium product ever created, and I don't know if anyone will ever top it, but if they do, I'll be sure to let you know to give it a try. Uh, so head on over to bioptimizers.com stacked and use code stack 10 at checkout, and you're going to save an additional 10% off the normal package pricing, which are available on that landing page only and only while supplies last. These guys sell out of this product because it is absolutely magical. Uh, so head on over and give it a shot, guys. And now back to the show with Mr. Jay Campbell. You know, it's interesting because you and I both have pretty intense stories in terms of what's what's helped us chart our course, right? So, you know, uh, you know, my my head trauma kind of directed a lot of the decisions I've made in my life, and for sure, the way that I coach people and and do the everything that I do. But do you ever, I, I've talked about before this idea of like this, like almost like this rock bottom hypothesis, right? Where like, if things don't get real bad, you know, sometimes it's much harder to change. It's like you and I are blessed with these intense experiences that just forced us into a scenario that we had to learn from and, and work from. And I think folks that, you know, the guy that's driving home from work and there's a dude that's in the road stopping him from doing so, you know, he's, he's kind of in this place that's like, you know, uh, you know, what, what am I going to do? You know, I got, you know, he's, he's in this purgatory, right? So when people are, are in that and they don't have that profound moment and, and back when I started coaching people, personal training people, I used to say, there's two people that get results in the gym, you know, a woman that's getting married and a dude that just had some like chest pains last weekend, right. you know? So it's like, they need this like push. They need someone to push them out of the plane and they'll pull the chute, but they're not going to jump out of the plane if they don't, if you don't push them. So when people are, you know, that guy that's driving home from work or that girl that's identified with her gluten intolerance, how, you know, it's, it's thoughts, it's actions, but what are the, what are the first steps that you've seen kind of work best for folks? You know, is it journaling when you get up in the morning? Is it the love bubbles, which I totally believe. And I think anybody, you know, that, that you're thinking of for better or for worse, send them, a, uh, send them some love and you'll, you'll, feel better yourself. But what are the things that you hang your hat on the most, Jay, uh, in terms of guiding people down this, down this path, if they haven't had that experience that, that forced them there? That, that, um, that dark night of the soul. Yeah, man, it's a great point. I mean, I think probably what you said is absolutely true. You really do as a soul being have to have that, that experience where you literally are that close to hitting rock bottom, if not actually hitting rock bottom and coming on through. Um, you know, I think personally, you know, I, I wrote this tweet, you know, I think on the 15th, 16th or 17th, and I'm just going from um, paraphrasing it from memory. But essentially, I said, if everyone would just say the following 50 to 100 times per day, depending on your level of vibration now, um, you would raise your awareness to what I call like fifth dimensional, which is again, love, you know, which again, if you think about the scale, the consciousness scale, it's like 450 to, to 500. Um I am worthy and I am self-love, right? If you just say that and you know that and you think that thought and you keep that thought as part of your conscious being in everything that you do, 
no matter what happens to you in the course of the day, right? Like things get happen happen to you. You know, you're a, you're a wage slave. You're in your cubicle, and somebody comes and says something horribly mean to you. You could either you know think about like what an asshole that person is, or go into self doubt or you know self loathing or whatever. Or you could just pull yourself back and say, you know what? They're entitled to say whatever they want. I am worthy, and I am self love, and I know it. If you just did that, you know, I even said like all your imagined <laughs> diseases, your stresses, your dramas, and your stories would disappear. And it would, they would disappear if it was as if it were a miracle. And again, you know, is it going to happen in one day? Of course not. But if you make that statement of focus, you know, of your internal state of being, of your real deep, you know, rooted consciousness itself, there's absolutely no way that you won't have a better life. And again, you know, to go deeper, to talk about Russell, to talk about Hawkins, you know, they would say that, you know, in addition to giving and receiving love, which really is the connection to God, the, the main story, the main, you know, path of awareness or awakening or even just spiritual enlightenment itself uh, uh, that a human has in incarnated physical form is to, to recognize that the light of God is inside you. And that externalizing, you know, religion or spirituality or God or, you know, creator force, whatever you want to refer to it as, is not the way. Because when you externalize it, you're literally looking to the outer as a savior versus the inner. And as you know, like all paths lead to, you know, the internal understanding and awareness that you are a divine creative force yourself. And again, that's through your soul or through your higher self. So it's like, I am worthy. I am self-love. You say that, you know that, you think that, you believe that, you just become that state of being or become as that part of your awareness in your state of being. And you will absolutely, you know, overcome uh, any of those things. You know, obviously, I, 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 of course, I'm a big supporter of having a morning ritual, of having a spiritual practice, you know, even if it's five to 10 minutes a day of just being in mind silence, being in nature, grounding. Um, you know, having some form of meditative or contemplative practice. But I mean, if you do those things and you decide to drop your story and know that you are worthy and that you are self-love, I mean, Joe, you can accomplish anything in life. And again, that's the whole quantum physics aspect of things. When you know you are worthy and you know you are self-love and you become that being, you know, as a physical manifestation, you will only attract the same type of beings into your life. And so every aspect from finances to relationships, through physical health, um, to, you know, to spiritual awareness, every single one of those things is going to level up. Absolutely. And it, it reminds me, I was consuming some content the other day from a Zen Buddhist and uh, they talked about awakening. You know, it can happen in, in 10 minutes in your living room or 15 years in a monastery. It's up to right. you. <laughs> you know? no, I, no, it's, it, it's totally true. That's absolutely, totally true. I mean, you know, I've had visions in my life, especially in the last six years, I've gotten much deeper of literally retiring to the cave and, you know, going off into nature for a year and just being in total silence, you know, with books and not talking to anybody and having no technology. Then my wife will be like, yeah, but what kind of father would you be? You know? And so it's like, there's always something that will bring me back. And I, and, and she was right, you know, and, and Hawkins talked about that too, that, you know, you can be. Um, a 500 level of awareness being and still live in modern day society, but you have to obviously have boundaries and you have to have trip cords and you have to, again, recognize that this is just a beautiful journey and your story and your labels of your journey are only yours. And if your journey is negative or you're labeling your journey as, you know, X 
that creates, you know, victim vibrations or lowered vibrations, well then change your story, change your statement, you know, start recognizing that everything that happens to you is happening for a reason. And it's happening exactly as, you know, the divine nature and order of the universe intends it. And so just embrace that, man, just be cool with it. Yeah, 100%. I think that living with with the beliefs that you described and also just that sense of non-judgment and that realization too that like, you know, depending you talked about your 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 new company and working 15 hours a day and I think people realizing too is that, you know, there's stories of people leaving the monastery after 15 years and and all of a sudden their consciousness drops and all of a sudden, you know, two months in New York City and I'm, you know, I'm back to my old habits again. What the hell is going on here? So realizing that the fluidity of the, of, of our being can exist as well and not to judge wherever we might be at any given time at every, any given minute on any given day. Dora, that's beautiful. Hey, I found the tweet. Let me read it to you. It says, it is important to know you always get what you think about. Always. Chronic negative thoughts about unwanted things vibrate those experiences right into your life. Focus on what you most desire. Then use conscious words, strategic thoughts, and massive action to manifest your reality. And then I have like a graphic that my social media team created. It says, read this slowly. The universe responds to your frequency. It doesn't recognize your personal desires, wants, or needs. It only understands the frequency in which you are vibrating at. For example, if you're vibrating in the frequency of fear, guilt, or shame, you are going to attract those things of a similar vibration. If you are vibrating in the frequency of love, joy, and abundance, you are just the same going to attract the same things that support that frequency. If you change your mindset, you will change your life. So that's the one that I was looking for. But I mean, that is literally the perfect understanding or awareness of what quantum physics does. And as soon as you decide to change your thoughts from negative to positive, it's amazing what can happen, brother. Yeah, it really is. It really is, Jay. And thank you so much for sharing that. I'm concerned. I'm on your Twitter right now. I'm concerned you're going to get kicked off because you've got the the heading, absorbic acid and melatonin stop COVID-19. <laughs> so it's been there for so long. Big medical uh, claim I mean, right up front. I'm shadow banned like heavily as you know on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, you can't, most people tell me that like when they follow me, they get knocked off within one day. I mean, truthfully, dude, like, and I don't say this from a point of ego. I absolutely positively know that there are angels of light, you know, slash, you know, benevolent beings that are ensuring that my message stays there because otherwise I'd have been blocked a long time ago. I mean, you know, I, my social media company that, you know, unfortunately, um, God rest them, um, went out of business when COVID happened, they lost like 36 of their 39 clients. And with all the people she had on the payroll, she could not afford them. She's still a good friend. I talk to her all the time, but, uh, you know, she, uh, they told me that when they worked with me, they worked with me for six months before they went under. They said that I had way more influence on social media than my follower count. And, you know, because I always assumed that I was being blocked or shadow banned or whatever nonsense is happening. But like they measured it like they had actually qualifying qualifying data to like see stuff. So it's kind of cool. Right. Because like for all practical purposes, bro, I should be launched. You know, I shouldn't yeah. even have any, um, you know, uh, brand affiliation on any of the social media accounts. Because again, I would assume, you know, that most people know, and this isn't like, you know, being wrong or saying bad things, but I mean, you know, most tech Silicon Valley stuff is death half of the wave. I mean, it's just, you know, it's very, very dark, a lot of toxic, a lot of this stuff is designed to take people away from the, you know, the awareness of like God is inside them. It's again, it's consumption. 
you know, it's get caught up in all these things, you know, Netflix, YouTube, all that stuff. It like literally truly does distract people from like what's important. You know, they get so caught up in watching and viewing and listening and just, you know, being distracted. And, you know, dude, you and I didn't even talk about like, think of all these young kids who have no sense of self, who don't have any real awareness, who are attempting to gain it from what they watch on YouTube, right? Like they don't have any mentors. They don't have any masters like helping them. They're just like, you know, watching this fit bro versus this person. I mean, like, how are they supposed to ever know like who they should take their information from? It's almost impossible. The distraction is so intense and so, um, you know, uh, fragmented. Like it's just almost impossible for those guys. Yeah, I think kids now it's it's really interesting, and I, I just watched this Simon Sinek. Uh, I think it was London Real, uh, just talking about kind of the consciousness and the the liability that this you know that kids now that are you know between the ages of say seven or eight and and twenty, just how they've they've grown up with such little mentorship and so much outsourcing and, right. and so little ability to deal with their own feelings and contemplate situations and, and look people in the eyes and the, and the, and the, the issues that they're going to have. And then on the flip side, my recent podcast with Paul check and my baby boy that's in the other room right now, the kids that are coming into our dimension right now, I mean, I just, my kid is two and a half months old and he can just maintain eye contact with me as long as I'll look back. And he is, I can just feel him. I call him the Buddha. He's like, he's got so much. So I just think that there's this, you know, these polarities are at work and, and this, this new wave of children that are souls that are entering, you know, our current existence are just, it's, it's this corrective force and they're Bro, so I conscious. They're all ascended masters. I think that yeah. your son is an ascended master. My daughters are ascended masters. I mean, bro, my 10-year-old daughter is so consciously aware. She says something sometimes when my wife and I look, we like move our head and look at each other like, where did that come from? So right. like, and she's also like very um, like unorthodox and very like gangly and kind of like uncoordinated. Like, honestly, bro, she's like an advanced energetic being in a physical meat suit and she has absolutely no idea how to move her meat suit. Like she's like, mm -hmm. honestly, like she's like this electric being she's into dancing. Right. And she, when she dances, she's like popping and locking and moving her body in like warp speed. And you're like, what in the hell? So to, <laughs> your, to your point, I really think you've hit it out of hit it out of the park. I think that these young people right now who are coming into this physical dimension are literally the shapeshifter slash dimension alterers who are going to create a new state of awareness. And again, the true golden age, because they're just not going to be able to be suppressed. You know, we both know vaccinations. We didn't even talk about vaccinations. I'm happy to talk about it for one second. I think I should, but um, vaccinations are going away. This is the awareness that has happened in the last six months about vaccinations. There are a massive contingent of people now on this planet that realize that immunity is inborn. You know, I've been speaking about this for a very high level. And, and by the way, I'll just announce this on this podcast. I'm going to do a live stream with Dell Big Tree. Jim Meehan and John J.B. Hanley, who are probably the three biggest outspoken anti-vaccination people on the planet. Um, and, you know, we're going to be doing it, I think, two weeks from now. But we wanted to do something before and we were literally like told, hey, man, your life would be at stake if you guys do that. But now we're going to do it. So let me just say one thing about vaccinations, because it's important that I say this. Obviously, both of my daughters are unvaccinated. 
Um, I was vaccinated. My parents had no awareness whatsoever, still really don't, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> and, you know, but, but um, I've done very deep research in vaccinations and I've been vaccinating. I mean, vaccinated. I've been researching vaccinations and the system since I was 24 years old. And honestly, dude, like, again, no coincidences, a chiropractor friend of mine gave me the book, the sanctity of human blood. When I was 24 years old, out of the blue, he just said, and I don't know why, but I feel that this book is going to make sense to you and you should read it. And I'm like, why would I read this book? And then anyway, next thing you know, three days later, I'm like, Oh my God. But the book was written in 1991, I think. And it was literally by the world's like foremost pathologists, the top people in the world that do pathology. And they basically all said like, look, vaccinations are a total scam. Here's the evidence. Here's the proof. Immunity is inborn. Here's proof of that. So, you know, I say that to people because as you know, you already said it in this podcast, most people have been so indoctrinated and inculcated and brainwashed and conditioned and psyop, psionically manipulated by allopathic medicine and by big pharma and, 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 and really, you know, all the regulatory bodies and agencies behind it um, to, to understand that um, immunity is granted from an injection and it's a complete farce. And um, there is now evidence out there. I posted a tweet today, right? It's at the top of my wall right now. And it's, it's an article that examined the Spanish flu that broke out, of course, in 1917 and like wiped out 30% or 28% of the world's population. Um, it was caused by vaccinations, bro. It was like the first experiment by vaccinations. Okay. So the truth is now when we really examine the literature and we really go back and we look at is that and again, this is simple spirituality, like master type stuff, right? Like if we are spiritual beings inhabiting physical avatar bodies to, you know, to enjoy the ride, like at the end of the day, you know, the, the creator, the God, the source field, whatever you want to call it, like that created these physical bodies, he made them perfect. So there, there is no use or need for a vaccination slash an injection to give us immunity. And again, so many people will attack me in that and say, gee, that's not true. What about all these diseases? Look, all these diseases were created again by man through poor hygiene, through poor cleanliness, through poor sanitary conditions, through all these other things. Humanity has now caught up to a point where we don't have any of those exist, you know, conditions anymore in our state of awareness and development. And the vaccinations are now just a giant science experiment by very negative death half of the way forces to experiment on us. And again, what they're experimenting on us, Joe, is to create what they want ultimately, which is again, the whole, you know, um, singularity, this transhumanism man machine merge. And that's really what they want. And that's what they've been doing. And so they've been doing this research like hardcore in the last 15 or 20 years. And obviously, since they did that, um, you know, we've got massive cases of autism. We have all these other autoimmune diseases. We have kids dying. And, you know, the last thing I want to say about vaccinations, and this is provable, and there's a guy by the name of Dr. Jeffrey Dotch, who's an amazing guy, good personal friend of mine, very, very advanced doctor, uh, holistic healer doctor. It was a guy that actually was talking about metformin before I, you know, became the world's biggest, you know, screaming from the rooftops metformin guy. Uh, I mean, he's been talking about it since the nineties, but like he has all the research, bro, sudden infant death syndrome, which they created, they, you know who they are, um, is basically vaccination or vaccine death. So, you know, what a lot of people don't know is that my brother who died before me, Christopher J, I'm J Christopher, died of SIDS. And so Jeez. I have a feeling that I came in as an avenging being to 
you know, talk about vaccinations and talk about like what's really happening. But um, Jeff Doc has all of Dr. Jeffrey Doc. He's in Central Florida, somewhere around Orlando. He has, you can Google and look up his website. It's D-A-C-H. And I've done a podcast with him too. But I mean, he has all the information. He's, he's done all the research about sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS. And every single one of those are vaccine deaths and injuries. So that's another form of medicine that they've covered up. I mean, they literally created an allopathic, you know, insurance identifiable illness called SIDS when it really was just people dying of vaccine, you know, being exposed to a vaccine. So again, dude, it's all out there now. They can't hide behind any of this information. I would assume that in the next year, if they do attempt, meaning Bill Gates and his merry, you know, uh, gang of Nephilim or whoever the hell they are, um, if they if they if they attack or attempt to, you know, subvert human immune systems through this, you know, um, vaccine, there will be a massive uprising. The yeah. planet itself will not consent, you know, uniformly to this. Now, sure, there's a ton of people that'll stick their arms out and say, "Chip me." There's tons of people out there that want to be fat, living in their holographic universe with their, you know, virtual eyes things or whatever, and just be slobs and slugs and sloths. But people like us who, you know, are pro-human and about being sovereign, empowered, and free are not going to allow this form of dissonance, this toxicity to human, um, you know, immune systems to, to, to emerge or to take root. So who knows what happens? I mean, there's a lot of people out there, you know, they're talking about bifurcation that people like us will end up living in colonies or, you know, in ecosystems and places. And then the, the, you know, the sheeple will just get the vaccination, get the ID chip, you know, live as man machine merges. I don't know. Right. Like there's a lot of potential future happenings, but I just know that, it's really important for free, empowered, sovereign people to know that there has never been a vaccination that was conducive and helpful. And that, you know, because people will say, well, what about the polio vaccine, the salt vaccine, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, they were still experimenting on us. The reason people stopped dying of polio is because the sanitary conditions in hospitals improved. It's literally that simple. And again, there's tons of science, there's tons of research, there's tons of alternative people out there that have been talking about this for decades. It's just, they're obscured, they're suppressed. You can't find them on Google who have been talking about this, but you know, I, I, you know, I'm glad you gave me the platform to talk about this because, you know, a lot of people will attack me. They'll listen to this and they'll say, Jay Campbell's crazy. You know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, there's science out there about proving the verification and the efficacy of vaccines, but it's all BS, bro. It's all altered. You know, Dr. Anthony Jay and his amazing book, Estro Generation, you know, I've done numerous live streams with the guy. He's amazing, dude. I love the guy. You know, he proves that all science can be corrupted. You know, if you know how to pay the right peer review person, I mean, it's all BS, bro. It's again, it's big pharma controlling the narrative that vaccinations do benefit and don't do harm. And it's the exact inverse of the truth. Absolutely, man. And, you know, it's, it's funny because I, I shared the, uh, that's what got my Instagram really squashed a couple of weeks ago because I shared infant, sudden infant death syndrome during quarantine when no one was getting their checkups plummeted. And you can see this on Children's Health Defense and some of these of other course, websites bro. that share this stuff. Of course. And, and, you know, but if, you know, you share that on, on social media, you basically get shadow banned, et cetera. But I think I wanted to mention uh, Dr. Cowan's book, Vaccines, Autoimmunity, and the Changing Nature of Childhood Illness is a phenomenal book on all this stuff as well. And what I, what I really like about it is because for us, you know, we're, we've kind of, 
had a little, he's two and a half months old. Right. So like we got through the birth and we got through the two month and you know, we'll keep going and I'll keep arm wrestling pediatricians as we go. But I think the, the piece of the puzzle that I really gleaned from that book is, you know, if you're a parent and you are, you know, dealing with this on the quote front lines and, you know, you want to stand in the way of this, of your kid getting the shot in the arm, there's a lot of information in that book about, uh, rising rates of brain cancer later in life in in vaccinated right. people. So even if you don't want to argue the you know the safety of the efficacy, which is you know there's plenty there. Um, there's a lot of other things that I've actually found more. Uh, I've had more success saying, look, you know, I want to take my chances against polio because look at this 30% rise in cancer by age 50, look at this, you know, decline. So, so that's another Avenue we can take. And the last thing I wanted to, to add in Jay as well, because I think it overwhelms some folks. And I'm, I think this is a great policy for me. Like if you're going to talk about vaxes, the last five minutes of the show is a great time to do it because <laughs> just in case, just in case you, just in case you lose everyone. But I think the other piece of this, and as it relates, it's overwhelming. Overwhelming, even you know, uh, you know, I have an international family. My my wife's family lives in Europe. My family lives in the United States. We need to travel, and now all of a sudden, you know, Daily Mail today is pushing like you know, vaccine, COVID vaccine required to jump on a plane to Europe in a few months. And you know, wow. it's easy to get like really overwhelmed by this stuff. But I think we just need to realize that you know, the light, the vibration will shine through, and you know, we're in this time right now where there's a lot of evil at stake. And if we focus too much on the problems at hand instead of our internal environment and instead of sharing light and love with everyone around us, you know, that's the only way that they'll win. If we can all just connect and focus on the work that we can do within and realize that we can only control this one moment and this little circle that, that is our existence, uh, the light will shine through. And even if it ends up being the colonies, dude, like I'm totally cool with that. Like, Hey, like, you know, you guys go over there, you do your hunger games thing, you know, whatever you want to do. And, and we'll come over here and, you know, have, have a lot of fun and connect with nature and sit in the sun. As long as, as long as uh, Bill Gates doesn't block out the sun or put the back, put, <laughs> put the vaccine, hundred foot Nephilim giants at his disposal. But no, dude, honestly, man, I love you, brother. This has been a phenomenal podcast. Just to, to finalize, you know, this is just my theory and I'm sure that it'll eventually be um, a very resonant, you know, we didn't even talk about the masks, but I'll just throw that in there. Um, you know, obviously I wrote an article that's 10,000 words. My copywriter and I went deep. We examined all the research, all the science. There is absolutely zero value in wearing a mask. Even if you believe, you know, again, because the placebo effect, as we know, is very real. Um, even if you believe that it helps you and that you want to feel better about wearing it, but be my guest, but there's zero scientific credibility. In fact, it's nothing but incredulity that shows that a, Mac, a, a mask does anything. So, you know, now you, they brainwashed um, people into wearing masks and, you know, my research, and again, some of the people that I, you know, refer, refer to in my inner circle is like master seekers, master, you know, people, master of self and masters of awareness, bro, they said it's a satanic ritual that, mm. you know, if you go way back in the Roman um, days um, that, you know, wearing a mask was literally denying the visage of God made in human image. Right. So think about mm. that. So, you know, all these people now wearing a mask, covering up their face, occluding themselves, occluding the beauty of God, which again, man made in his image is just part of their more of their more dissonant, you know, incoherent death half of the way of rituals. Let me just say the last thing and we can end the show is um, it's my theory that the reason the vaccination 
um, game scaled up as it did 15 years ago. And again, you, like you said, you know, a lot of people don't want to hear this and they're immune to this and they've been brainwashed by their teachers and their doctors and the, you know, the public school systems, especially in the blue States, like where I am in California, which is just a debacle. Um, where I, I used to be. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I personally believe, and again, you, where I'm at, it's a, almost a relative level of knowing that they created and stepped up this game because they knew all these ascended masters that you and I have already talked about were coming into this dimension, that these beings were choosing to come for this unbelievable, amazing time where humanity was going to break free of this bondage and break free of this enslavement, you know, by the fallen angels and whoever else, the minions of them. Um, and that they stepped up the shoot them full of thimerosal and heavy leads and all these other things that are, you know, these adjuvants that are in these agents to further suppress them from awakening up to, from, you know, from their consciousness expanding, because as you know, it's the, you know, hundredth monkey theory is as more people consciously become awake. And by the way, they can't do anything about it. It's happening anyway. There's nothing they can do. They attempted to slow it down and maybe they did, maybe they delayed it by five, 10 years. I don't know. We'll find out soon enough, but that's all it was, Joe, is they, they were literally lacing our children with all these toxic metabolites and adjuvants to prevent, which was the natural occurrence of, again, conscious expansion. And, you know, in the books that I've read, you know, so many people in the spiritual realm talk about ascension. You know, they talk about moving from third dimensional existence or, or, or state of awareness to the fifth dimension, which is, again, you know, love, light, um, you know, obviously a state of bliss, a state of like acceptance and allowance and the end of duality and polarity. Um, I actually know now know that all ascension really means is it's it's literally getting the majority or enough people in the collective consciousness of humanity to get to that 450 to the 500 level of consciousness. Because once we do, it becomes the hundredth monkey syndrome or a hundred monkey system on steroids times a hundred or to the nth hundredth degree. And then boom, everybody awakens. Everybody stops fighting each other. Everybody stops telling themselves that they hate themselves or they don't have love and trust of self. And boom, dude, the dark half of the wave forces have no more power here and they just acquiesce and bounce. And it's literally that simple. And uh, I'm glad that I had this chance to have this profound podcast with you today, dude, because I think you did a really good job of like kind of marshalling all of this energy that I have and putting it, <laughs> putting it in a way that like, I think most people who are awake will be able to listen to this and be like, wow, that's interesting. I mean, obviously you're going to get some dissonant people. They're going to get people that are like, Jay's a fucking madman. But you know, um, I think that you did an amazing job today, dude, corralling me. And I really appreciate you, man. Hey Jay, much love for you, man. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and love and light. It's just been, it's been an awesome, I don't even know how long it's been, but, um, it's, it's been a journey, man. And I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your, sharing everything that you did with our audience. And, uh, where do you want people to go find you, Jay? I know I'm on your website right now, but I'll let you say it. Yeah, no, no, for sure, man. Um, well, first off to your audience, um, you know, I do this now for everybody that I do amazing podcasts with, which by the way, bro, this is like definitely one of my best. Um, if you go to J A Y C Campbell.com and you forward slash free books, you will get a free copy of, you know, my kind of my magnum opus, the testosterone optimization therapy Bible, which as you know, Joe is way beyond just testosterone optimization. There's all sorts of stuff in there. It's amazing stuff, spiritual fitness, peptides, you know, agents of change. Uh, and then also you get my fasting book, which is the metabolic blowtorch diet, which is according to Amazon is the third highest selling book on intermittent fasting ever. 
So um, both of those books will really, I think if you read them and you put a lot of some of the statements in that stuff uh, to work, you know, you will start to walk down this path or start getting closer to this path of like spiritual awareness, because as you know, a healthy mind begets a sound body and, you know, same thing with a spirit. Um, you know, I want people to seek out ways that they can work with, you know, a somewhat amputated, if not traumatized spirit, because I mean, that's, that's everything, man. And, you know, once you can recognize that being trauma, having a traumatized spirit is perfectly fine and acceptable and okay. And that every one of us in physical experiences it, you're going to be on the path, but you can also find me on Twitter. It's at JC Campbell, three, three, three at JC Campbell, three, three on Instagram. And then of course my website is uh, jccampbell.com. Amazing, Jay. Thank you so much. And thank you for the books. Our audience is going to love that. And I highly recommend I have both of these books. I've got the Bible uh, back at our house in California, and I've got the blowtorch diet on my computer. Phenomenal read. I think the metabolic blowtorch diet is just amazing. I've pushed it to a lot of people. It's a tremendous book, really helps you kind of understand your macros and how to adjust your diet on different training days. And hell yeah, man, we really appreciate that. That's a huge gift and we appreciate it. And Jay, thank you, brother. This has been awesome. Joe, thank man. you. Thank you, dude. I want to bring you on my podcast now too. So like when we end this, we can talk about doing that, but man, so much love and light for you, bro. I appreciate it, man. I mean, honestly, every time we put this kind of information into the ether, it only impacts people in a positive way, man. So again, thank you, brother. A uh, whole great spirit, as Paul check would say. Thank you so much, Jay. I appreciate it, man. Over and out guys. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's show. For the show notes for today's episode, head on over to coachjoedi.com and click podcast from the menu. If you'd like to leave a review, which I would absolutely appreciate on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you found this show, please do so. These mean the world to me. They help me understand what my audience is gaining from these shows that I'm pouring my heart into and ultimately helps us to reach more people because these platforms like shows that get reviews. So it helps us out so much. If you're digging the shows, this would be so great if you could just leave a review. Also, I still give away $150 every two weeks to kettlebellkings.com to somebody that reviews my show. So if you leave a review, just screenshot it and email it to hey at coachjodi.com and my team will enter you to win this $150 gift card so that you can outfit your home with a couple of kettlebells on me. Also, when you're in the show notes, you'll find links to any products that we discussed. For full transparency, some of these links do contain affiliate links. This helps me to fund these episodes, pay my staff, and ensure that I'm taking care of the people that take care of us. So I absolutely appreciate you clicking links and using codes. It helps keep this train on the tracks. All right, guys, until next week, thank you as always for listening. I really appreciate you guys subscribing and listening to this show every week. I really put a lot into them, so thank you so much. And you'll hear from me again next week. Take care.